0: Well, are you wasting money on these seven things? And are these things the key to financial freedom? We're going to tackle seven items people waste money on and whether it matters on today's Money with Friends featuring Lindsay Goldberg, Editor-in-Chief for Budget App Zeta and the author of Bow Down. It is Thursday, August 13th, and this is Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement, which is moved to Stowe, Vermont, where we're making Stacking Benjamins episodes. I'm Joe Salci. Hi. I'm Lindsay Goldberg. Coming to us from? Queens, New York. Beautiful Queens, New York. Beautiful Queens, New York. Absolutely. This is the podcast where Lindsay and I are going to cover a recent story ripped in the financial press. Today's coming to us from the CNBC Make It blog, and not only are we going to read part of it, like some podcasts, but we'll dive into how this affects your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, Lindsay and I will also share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day, and all in less than twenty minutes. Uh, today's show is brought to you by NordPass. We love the passwords you hold the key with NordPass. store your passwords in the cloud access them on desktop mobile or in your favorite browser all encrypt on your device for your eyes only you'll get 50% off and a 30 day money back guarantee if you use our link, NordPass.com forward slash MWF. That's NordPass.com forward slash MWF. You can think Money with Friends, think Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever. It's just MWF. Lindsay Goldberg joins us again, back for a triumphant third recording of Money with Friends episodes. How have you been in the last month? I have been pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I started a new job.
1: Um, I'm working at Zeta, which is this fantastic app um, for couples, so but couples finance, which is, which is a really exciting topic. Talking about love and money is just a great cross section. Uh, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I'm really excited to, to get going.
0: You also have a new piece that's in uh, New York Magazine.
1: Yeah, that was really fun. Um, I wrote a piece for New York Magazine um, and I went through um, all the different robo advisors and I talk, I tried to cram a lot of information in there. Um, So it was about beginner investing. So I talk about uh, Betterment and Acorns and Stash and Robinhood and Wealthfront. And we go into the the fees and what they offer. And, you know, we really tried to make it very beginner focused. And we tried to tell people that these apps are really cool. If you have, um, if you're starting out with very little money, a lot of big brokerages. You have to have kind of a big chunk to start. So beginner investors, these apps are they are a good place to start, but you should know the differences and, and what benefits they have.
0: I love that though. And by the way, we'll link to that on our, uh, on our podcast page at uh, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Hey, Lindsay and I today are going to be talking about seven things that the CNBC Make It blog says that you should stop wasting money on. We're wondering... Are these really things you need to stop wasting money on? We'll have an answer in just a second, but let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Bethany from the Money Mill House. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money, Let's do this. All right. Uh, today's piece is, uh, f- as I mentioned, from the Make It blog on CNBC.com, written by Steve Acock, who retired early, in fact, at 38 years old. And the headline is, 38-year-old retiree, America, stop wasting your money on these seven things if you want to retire early. Uh, Lindsay, you mind reading the intro to this? Sure. In 2016, I quit my six-figure
1: job in software development and retired early at 35. My wife, Courtney, who was 31 at the time, joined me in early retirement a year later. Getting there wasn't easy. We always contributed the annual limit to our retirement savings plans and invested tons of money in the stock market. In fact, Courtney's entire salary went straight into our investment portfolio. But much of our success had to do with cutting back on spending. It was hard at first, like the masses. I was never the thrifty type. Once I dropped my bad spending habits, our retirement savings began to skyrocket.
0: Why Americans struggle to save for retirement? A 2019 report from Ladder, a life insurance company, found that the average adult spends $1,497 per month on non-essentials. That's roughly $18,000 a year on things we can do without, which is baffling considering how 78% of full-time American workers are living paycheck to paycheck. While cutting back on spending is just one part of the solution to saving for early retirement, it's a very effective start. Here are 7 Pointless things this 38 year old retiree thinks Americans should stop wasting their hard earned cash on. I don't know, Lindsay, and, you know, let's go over these uh, piece by piece. But first, let's talk about, about Steve's premise here that uh, saving money on these seven things that we're about to get into, which really none of them by themselves are really super big expenses. But, but he does have a point, though, they add up.
1: That's definitely true. You know, you know, eating out, you know, in New York, a lot of people order seamless, you know, all that stuff definitely adds up. You know, right now I'm home. There's nothing to do. I would say that most of my, you know, a lot of my discretionary income is actually going toward ordering in because sometimes we're tired and we're lazy. So I definitely see that it does add up for sure. Um, You know, at the same time, we all know that eating out is expensive and that it is cheaper to cook at home. I think that most people know that.
0: Yeah, th- th- but, but but and I wonder about Steve. I know a little bit about Steve a- uh, Adcock. He seems like a very nice guy. When we've uh, we've uh, never talked in person, but we've interacted on Twitter, and I like a lot of the stuff that he says. And I think for me, these seven things we're about to read, which we'll go through them for for, for me, it isn't so much about these seven things as much as it's being more intentional about what's important to you.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing I want to say is that, you know, Steve, you know, who, again, I'm sure is a lovely person, you know, he got very lucky dumping all his money into the stock market, um, you know, in the last few years, you know, that, you know, it's been a, a wild ride on the stock market, you know, and if he had really good financial advice about what to invest in, which is great, that is wonderful. But a lot of people, you know, the market might not always be the way it is. It's possible that after the election, we might go into a bear market. So, it's dumping all your money into the stock market might not always be such a great idea so i think that i be careful when telling people exactly what you did because it might not always be the best advice
0: well and there's something else here too and steve is very upfront about this he and his spouse courtney who he talks about in the piece dual income high income for both of them no kids right? So that makes it a ton easier. I remember when my twins left home, even when they went to college, which is still expensive, Lindsay, my budget changed immensely. And I was... I was skipping every day. It was so fun. I would just skip everywhere I went. I was so happy. I had money. Just, I was, I was taking money and I was throwing it at people. No, it wasn't that good. I love but, it. Yeah.
1: That, that, that's the dream. It's just, <laughs> there's, there's a hurl money at people like a deranged billionaire.
0: <laughs> but it was easier. The point is, I think it is a little easier for somebody like Stephen Courtney to get there than it is with somebody who decided to have four kids when they're young. Yep. The um, uh, let's go, let's walk through these pieces though, and uh, see what they are. So the first thing on his list is, is eating out, eating, eating at, at restaurants. And it's funny. I think a lot of us may have learned how much we like cooking Lindsay from this pandemic.
1: Yeah, that's been really nice. A lot of people have sort of gotten into the idea cause there's a little more time. You're not commuting. If you're able to work from home, of course, um, suddenly that hour, you spend getting home, you have more time to think about dinner and you're spending more time with your family. So a lot of my friends have gotten into cooking and that's and seen it as more of a joy as as opposed to this annoying thing you have to do. So that, that's been really cool. And and if you've been saving money doing it, that's 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 rad.
0: But I think for a lot of people, Edie, it, that I don't know about you, but I found that now that I don't eat at restaurants as often and I'm more intentional about going to restaurants. I, I really enjoy that, and I don't want to completely cut it out of my budget. <laughs> like, there's th- that's something that for me is a is a nice part of my life is going out to a restaurant and enjoying today.
1: Well, that's funny too. It's like you know I haven't eaten inside a restaurant since um since mid March. You know, so the idea, so I, I don't really eat. I, I'm not really a big outdoor dining person. You know, dining outside in the city is not as like all this dining outside in <laughs> the country setting um, so it's been interesting to me our most of our you know sometimes we do order in. You know, um, and that that does cost money. You know that for for sure, Uh, but it's not nearly as joyful as eating out. And Tim and I are really excited to have like a really fancy dinner out once this is all over. We're already (laughs) dreaming about it. But it's gonna be, but it's gonna be special. That's the thing too. It's not just gonna be like hurl eating money some at some bland restaurant. It's gonna be more of an event, which is what eating out maybe should be sometimes.
0: No, and I and I totally realized that when we finally set foot back at a restaurant. When when I was back there, I'm like, when I don't go is often it means so much more it is so much so much better when you when you're not doing it all the time number two on his list is uh is the phone upgrade
1: i, I think that's a good thing you know i think that a lot of people uh, a lot of people aren't buying the most recent phone anymore i i don't think i haven't i think i read someplace that apple has become aware that people aren't as excited to immediately get the, the the 12 or the, you know, people are kind of happy with the low version, you know? So I think that it's a, it's a good idea to spend, you know, if you, you know, if you're, if you're um, on a payment plan with your phone to, to stick with a lower thing, I think that's, that's good advice for sure.
0: You know, I used to always want to be completely connected I wanted to have all my social media at my fingertip and know exactly what was going on, my alerts on. I found that increasingly, and I don't know if it's election year or what what the issue, just all the bad juju going on. I have found that I turn off my alerts. I try to stay away from social media. And then I think that maybe this thing is is part of the reason why I'm angry a lot of the time. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's bad stuff happening and we should be doing stuff about it. But still, I don't need to be keeping second by second coverage with all the idiocy that's happening in the universe.
1: No, you don't. And you know, someone taught me a really good trick that if you want to spend less time on your phone, this is an aside, you can uh, turn your screen to black and white. And if you do that, it just, it, it, it really takes away the delight of it. And so you're less likely to want to get in there and mess, mess around with it. That's just something I, I learned, which is, what I found is, is useful if you want to spend less time on your phone and uh, use it as a utilitarian thing.
0: I did but, not uh, even know that was an option.
1: Yeah. So, so I, you know, I ended up upgrading. I had a, a I had this, you know, when I worked at Stash, which is this very, you know, which is a, a, an investment startup, I was pretty surprised with how many people who worked that did not have the latest phones. They were just like, no, this one's good enough. Like I had people had the 6S, they had like a seven, you know, they just, it, it's sometimes people just want a phone that, that works and just sort of the basic things, you know, not everyone is such a, a tech person. So if you can over, if you can just know what your phone is for you know, you don't have to upgrade. Um, I didn't get a 12. I, I needed, I needed a new phone. I had the six S and, um, for years, which was a great phone, but I, I actually had to get a a little bit of a fancier phone because the, if you work in tech, you have to have a little sure. bit of a better phone. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that that's, it's just, this is assuming that everybody wants the, the latest phone, you know, which I don't think everybody necessarily does.
0: Well, and once again, much like with restaurants, questioning how often should I go to a restaurant, not just having it be the default. I'm a little bit tired. You know what, Lindsay, you want to go out to a restaurant instead of making dinner at home, you know, instead of that really being, being intentional about it, being intentional about your device. If you work in tech, having a phone that has that tech makes sense, but somebody who just um, is buying the new thing because all your friends are buying the new thing, something totally different. In fact, in fact, what's it
1: for how important is it is, yeah. are you just texting are you looking at google maps are you like what do you really use your phone at like, social media what are you really using your phone for do you take a lot of pictures with your phone you know what is the difference between all the cameras like what is really important to you and yeah and for a while the 6s was a perfectly fine phone you know and i didn't need to keep upgrading and and it was you know a lot of great people still had that phone for a long time so i think just you know just Think about what your phone is for. Do you really need this incredibly advanced piece of software just to say that you have it? Of course.
0: We do this uh, show live on uh, Facebook and our YouTube page. Right now, we're on the Stacking Benjamins Facebook page and on the Money with Friends uh, YouTube page. Joining us on Facebook, uh, our friend Amy says uh, she's still loving her iPhone 6S. So to your point, doesn't have to be the latest latest thing. Uh, and Annette says a two-year-old phone these days is more than good enough. I totally agree. Totally, 100%. Sarah is on our, on our Facebook page. Uh, Sarah's our friend from the Detroit area says, I prefer to use my phone until it just won't work anymore. My husband usually yeah. upgrades it for me. Once I'm complaining about it to us, a- I do the same thing, Sarah. I took this phone I got when the, when the old one just completely died and I went two days without a phone and then I had one, by the way, those were the two best days. <laughs>
1: absolutely and i think a lot of people feel that way it doesn't mean that you're like a luddite for wanting to use your phone and so because it's annoying to get a new phone it's expensive to get a new phone most people it's just life is very busy and you to a new phone is just a kind of a big pain and I, I think that most people i believe feel the same way that they just want their phone to work and to be okay they don't want the battery to drain they want to be able to use whatever app they want to use without it freezing you know i i, I think that there's an assumption that everybody always wants the latest, most fabulous thing. And I think I believe non data back that people are a little more sensible than that. Yeah. In devices. That's
0: just my opinion. He, uh, uh, he next points to clothing and apparel uh, and not spending so much money there. And what, what's interesting about that though, I think for me, Lindsay, that, that also kind of depends. It depends on your job. And I also know that, that when I go through and refresh my wardrobe, even though I work from home, I feel better. I feel better about myself when I'm wearing clothes that aren't the same thing I wore 15 years. I mean, maybe for some people it's different. They feel better in the old sweater that they've had forever. And I certainly have some of those too. But I find that every time I refresh my wardrobe, assuming I can afford it, um, it, it, it gives me some confidence.
1: So, you know, maybe if you're a software engineer, you don't have to look nice for work. You know, being a woman, you know, you have to, you know, especially if you're in a more corporate job, you you have, your hair has to look nice. You know, you might want to get your nails done. You have to spend money on a professional wardrobe. You can't wear the same thing to work every day. You can't wear a t-shirt and jeans every day. So to me, this is really a little bit, it's not taking into account the cost of being a woman, um, the cost of buying makeup, you know, the cost of all these things. It is more expensive to be a woman and it's more expensive to dress professionally at work. You know, guys can wear like, can maybe rotate three suits can't rotate three work outfits. Well, so I think that it's, I think that this is a little crazy. You know, it's funny. I asked on Twitter, I did a little bit of a poll, um, which actually went kind of viral, which was sort of interesting about what people's uh, saddest pre-corona uh, purchase was. And all the women, so many women said, said work clothes. I spent a fortune on professional work clothes. This is going to be my year to, to be fat, to, to really blow up my career. I spent a fortune on work clothes, work shoes, you know, great makeup, you know, because people, to look good, is, it advances you in your career. Like you you want to look as, as, you want to look your best. Yes. And I think that any, looking your best is an investment in yourself. So I, I, I found this to be a little bit, um, a little bit silly. If you have a career where you can dress like, like crap, which would be wonderful. You know, right now we're working from home and we all look terrible, <laughs> but for the most part, I, I don't, I don't know if this is really sensible advice, to be honest.
0: No. I, and I'll tell you, it worked against me. Uh, at one point in my career, I, I bought these really cheap shoes when I was a financial planner. Cause I thought I'm not going to waste a bunch of money on shoes. So I bought these shoes at like a pay less or something. And they, they looked shiny, but they were totally plastic on the outside. Like they were, they were bad. And then and then one time, I don't remember what happened, if it was just the store was closed or there was a sale, but I bought some really nice men's shoes. And this guy who'd been a coach of mine for a long time, the first day that I wore them goes, oh, it's about time you stopped wearing the cheap ass shoes. And it was funny people because
1: notice these things, they really do. And they, and people make judgments on your, your sh- And of course that's gross. Sure. But investing in my, my, father says that he, my dad bought his first fancy pair of shoes when he was, I think in his twenties and he still has them. He polishes them. He has his pride that he, 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 that he preserves beautiful things that he, you know, cause my dad didn't grow up with, with, with money. So he really takes care of the things. But to the point, not to like disregard what this guy is saying, is that, you know, I actually have changed the way I spend a lot less money on clothing. And I really think about what I buy now. And that's been a big change is, you know, right now I wear t-shirts, you know, to work it's summer. So I have some nice, I throw throw out all my stained and t-shirts with holes, but I won't buy anything unless I have a lot of places to wear it, unless I know I can wash it and it'll look really great. And I, and it looks good in different places. I can wear different shoes with it. So you should be intentional with what you buy and you should say what's the most. And if you don't need to spend money on your yoga clothes or on your, yeah, like go to old Navy um, on your workout clothes for sure. If it's not that, if you don't care what you look like when you exercise, which I think is valid, but I think to be more intentional with, with what you want your clothes to project about yourself and where you want to allot your money, I think is better advice.
0: Well, and then on the high, high stuff and actually. I'll go through these really quickly because because I think there's a big point here. Lottery tickets uh, uh, is next on the list. And it's funny because Tim hanging out with us says, the chances of finding a winning lottery ticket are only very slightly different than buying one. (laughs) Like the stats are not that much different. I could find one instead of of buying one. The uh, uh, extended warranties. Oh, my goodness. The number of extended warranty offers I've had on my car are amazing. Uh, And by the way, the number of times I've had a last time they're offering. An extended warranty oh, okay. on my car, which I think Sorry. I've had 37 last times. I keep hoping there for real.
1: Um, yeah, it's like it's like the going out business sale.
0: <laughs> Number six is cable TV. We've heard that a bajillion times. Number seven is impulse purchases, which of course is 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 kind of obvious. But 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 getting past all that, I think about once you know that you need to dress a certain way or you want certain things. I think about my daughter who discovered in high school, uh, rent the runway as an example. So for Mm -hmm. these big events, man, she looked like a million bucks and was able to get these designer dresses for dances that she went to for a fraction of the price of all her schoolmates that were buying them. But it's like, oh my God, how much did you pay for that dress? She's like, I didn't, you know, I mean, yes, I did, but I rented it for one day or two days versus buying it. Like thinking about how you're going to use it too, I think is important.
1: Absolutely. This isn't giving a lot of people a lot of credit. And the impulse buying purchase, I, there's such a big difference. So he mentions that I, um, I had stopped myself before picking up a 24-pack of toilet paper because it seemed like a good deal at the time, even though we were fully stocked at home. Okay, that's like, what was that? Like nine ninety-nine. Okay, you didn't buy the toilet paper. But then he says, if you're going to pay $2,000 for a Peloton, you better give it some... It's like, that's a big jump between an impulse buy toilet paper and impulse buy Peloton. You know, <laughs> so I, I, I don't really know... I think it is. I think it's. Of course, you should like you know ignore the stuff at the front of the aisle at the at the, at the register. You should think before you make big purchases. I mean, th- that's all really good advice. But is it really new advice? Is it really going to change your life? Like that—that's my issue with this article. Is it's all solid advice, I guess. But is it really new advice? Is it really? I don't know.
0: Well, and 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 is it going to be the things that make the difference? I mean, I think that uh, that who was it? Tim hanging out with us here says he left out cars. You, you, you know yeah. as well as I do, Lindsay. The big thing in your life right are housing transportation and food cost yeah those not appearing here outside of restaurants
1: yeah and that's what we were talking about before the show you know it's it's making the it's making the really big cuts that make a very big difference the ones that are like a little painful at the time and that's the thing like you know to say like i'm not you know i am i'm going to downgrade my car from this fancy SUV to, like, a sedan. Like, it's it's going to hurt, but it's going to save me, like, 300 bucks a month, you know, or more than that. Or I'm going to move to a smaller... I'm going to move to a different city. Like, oh, that's really hard. Or, like, we might not have our third kid. Like, these are the things that people don't want to talk about because they're, they're they're hard and they're a lot of work. But for people who have all this debt, like, they have to move home for a while. Like, there's all kinds of really big things you can do that are hard and not sexy. This looks very easy, and it's very... It makes it sound very simple, but if you, if you want to, I also don't really understand the idea of retiring early. What do you do when you retire early? I guess you just sort of do what you want. But I think when it comes to, if you're just a person that doesn't have dual income, no kids, high salary, you know, if you want to really start changing your life, you have to make really big changes. And those changes are, are hard. doesn't mean you can't do them, but they're not as easy as like a list. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, In just a second, Lindsay and I are going to have our big takeaway from today's piece. Uh, But before we do that, just want to say a big thanks to NordPass for supporting Money with Friends. You know, when you go to nordpass.com forward slash MWF, and I'm going to do it right here, people will... Hear me clicking. Uh, the first thing that you'll find is a page that says for Money with Friends listeners, you're going to get a two year plan plus one month free. You also have a 30 day money back guarantee. You'll enjoy all the unlimited premium features. You can get rid of your password sp- stress forever. What's interesting about NordPass to me is the fact that I've used other password managers, it is so succinct, it's so the interface is so clean, and because I'm paying something for it, I know that I'm not going to I'm not going to be working with a company that's looking for other ways to monetize my business. They are already monetizing my business because I'm paying a fee. So if you're using a free password app, I have to wonder exactly uh, what, uh, how that company's making money on me. Because there is a way. It doesn't make it bad, but I prefer NordPass. Uh, head to Money with, excuse me. NordPass.com forward slash MWF. That's NordPass.com forward slash MWF. And you'll get a month free because you're a listener to Money With Friends. Uh, Lindsay, what's our big takeaway here?
1: I think the big takeaway here is that all these all this advice is, is great. I think it's really important to look at your budget and to think about what's important to you and really prioritize. These are all good ideas. But if you really want to make a a massive life change and you really want to reprioritize your life, you might have to think a little bit, a little bit bigger.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. When I was a financial planner, we would talk about the four cornerstones of life. And the first four, the first cornerstone was getting your budget together and your cash reserve together and getting out of debt. And certainly these things can help that. But the thing that helps that mostly is just prioritizing what do you want for yourself? And by the way, Lindsay, that seems cliche because people have been saying that forever. And yet when I was a financial planner and I'd start off with, so what are your goals? Everybody would roll their eyes. And yet when we time line out your goals and we'd say, well, guess what? Based on what you told me, your kid is going to go to college the same year that you want to retire early. Are you going to be able to come up with all this money at once? They're like, wow, I never thought of that. Well, if yeah. once, once you sit down and actually think about what your goals are, then you'll know how important the clothing is, that cell phone is, like everything falls in from there. Then you figure out. And, and by the way, at that point, it's not so much about saving money as it is about having a life where you're spending a bunch of money on things you love and you're not wasting a nickel on things that you don't care about.
1: I think that's so smart. I think it's a, it's just it's, it's it's exactly right. Why do you want to give people your money who don't deserve it? Like I think that's the question. It's more of a it's a power thing too. It's less about like you're dumb for spending all this money and being like no, like these people don't just, your money doesn't, they don't deserve your money. You know, that's the thing too. Like take that power back and give them money toward things that are gonna make your life better.
0: What should we talk about here for a second at the end, Lindsay? Should we talk about the fact that you're a best-selling author and you got a great book? Should we talk about the fact that you're editor-in-chief of Zeta? Should we talk about the Spec podcast? Because uh, 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 I don't know if you saw this, but uh, who was it? Oh, uh, uh, Tiara hanging out with us said that she just finished binging Spent and it gave me my entire life. How about that?
1: That's the kindest thing. So Spent is a podcast. Um, I'm hoping to get some new episodes up soon. I've gotten a little bit busy starting this new job. But Spent was a really fun podcast where I interviewed uh, comedians, experts, adult film stars, all these really interesting people to talk about. what they learn, their money lessons. And I always found that the more that interesting guests have interesting stories, but in the end, all of our stories are sort of the same. And why not hear these things from people who are funny and interesting and listen to some, you know, boring financial person.
0: Well, and it's actually, so, it's actually really fun. fun. It's actually fun too, Lindsay, how Bow Down kind of is an extension of that same thing. They're not all money lessons, but it also is lessons from uh, places where a lot of us don't think you get yeah you, your lessons, which is lessons from dominatrixes.
1: Yeah, you know, I I thought it would just be you know sort of a, a fun idea to talk to these professional dominatrixes about how to get ahead in your career, how to be more assertive. But in the end, um, it was it was actually a very transcendent experience. You know, their ideas about you know about confidence and 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 power dynamics really changed my life, and I really mean that. You know, everything in that book is is has it's, it's changed in a very, you know, in a very atomic level. So I, I'm a big believer in talking to different kinds of people and you'll learn a lot more and you'll have a lot more fun learning it.
0: <laughs> well, guess what? Good news for everybody. Lindsay's back with us tomorrow. We're going to talk about these new apps that have come out, these new plans where you can have your fun today and you can pay for it with zero interest later. How does that work? Lindsay and I back with that on tomorrow's Money with Friends. Bye-bye. Joe's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihi and Bobby Rebell, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020.